This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Venom. Podcasters. We are Venom. We are together. We're in a symbiote <laughs> suit together. We we are... Full of parasites. Both so of us are full many of parasites. parasites. I don't like being... I don't like being called that. Oh, boy. We're talking Venom. Venom. 2018's Venom. Yeah, not Spider-Man 3. Nope, not that one. Not Tofs McGoffs. Nope, this one's directed by the Ruben Fleischer. Yes. Starring Tom Hardy. Thomas Hardling. What? what? I don't know. <laughs> Michelle Williams. Tom's McCodes. Riz nope. Ahmed. No. Others. <laughs> Brian is he's broken. The parasite has gotten to him. I am the parasite. Fair enough. We're almost 50 episodes in. You have to realize by now that I'm the parasite. It's true. You've clung and you've gotten in and- And managed to survive. Taken it over. And slowly killed you from the inside. That's not wrong. Bam. Not wrong. I am the symbiote. Telling me to jump all the time? You should. And then when I don't, calling me a pussy? Yep. It's fucking great. <laughs> have you seen Venom before? I have. Uh, I saw it when it first came out. Thoughts? And uh, Ori- Original thoughts? My original thoughts were, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Did you see it before or after critical reviews had come out? Um, probably after, but I wasn't paying attention to them. Because I enough. think I saw it opening weekend. Okay. Open it, well, everyone did. Yeah. Because this movie cleaned the fuck up. Cleaned up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it made a lot of bank. Wasn't it the top opening weekend in October or something like that? Something like that. Like yeah, all it's, time? It's big. It's um, huge. Had you seen it before? I had not. This is my Ooh. first. Pop my parasite. Okay. We can go with that. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it? Sincerely, I loved it. That's exciting. I thought it's so good. I thought everything I read leading up to this, I got a little worried. Yeah. And uh, I normally, I want to go on record here. Green Lantern (laughs) is a fine movie. Yes, I blow it out of proportion for for funsies sake. Honest. It is honest, but I do like it. I have watched it again since. Wow. Honestly. Okay. (laughs) But it's got so many issues. This movie has issues too. Sure does. I will watch this again so fast. This is a very good movie. I'll say this, better on second viewing. Any reason why particular or just- I don't know. Maybe a different like, eye because we're 48 episodes into this exactly nonsense. Exactly that is probably what it is. Uh, I definitely appreciate it a lot more the second time. That makes sense, I guess. It's a pretty good movie. And I have a lot of reasons it's why. It's pretty good. I, this is like one of those movies that you either love or hate, but not yeah. really because I was in the middle for a year. That's fair. We're going to talk about that. Okay. But uh, first, what's this thing about? This movie is about a space shuttle from SpaceX. I mean- the Life Foundation, <laughs> which crashes upon reentry, and the cleanup crew has recovered three of the specimens, which is ominous. There's one survivor, astronaut John Jameson. Oh, world building. Wink! Ding! And he's carried away by the ambulance. He springs back to life, flips the damn thing over, and then the EMT leaves a scene after she broke through the roof of the thing and her leg heals miraculously. Yep, it's a super parasite. Super parasite. Don't call it that. Don't call it that. In San Francisco, we meet Eddie Brock, an investigative, that is such a hard word to say. It's not an easy one. Investigative reporter who lives with his lawyer fiance, Anne. Have we been in San Francisco yet in any of these movies? Uh, No, because we haven't done Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp yet, and we didn't do Ang Lee's Hulk. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, that seems different. It's uh, it's the room. Sure. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau as Eddie Brock. Interesting choice. A hot, hot symbiote. <laughs> I am not, I am not Parasite. I am not. It's bullshit. <laughs> I did not hit him. I am not. Oh, hot on. <laughs> That's just no one in this movie. That's uh, <laughs> nope. Pick out names. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Anne is representing the Life Foundation in some case, and he sure. gets assigned to do a story about the Life Foundation. He's a very good reporter. We get a montage showing that he's a very good reporter. Yes, he's a very good reporter. I. It seems like he's independent almost. Almost. It's like, Eddie it, on the street. It looks like like a YouTube reporting show. Sure, because he's got the tats. He might as well have a shark tooth like necklace going around here. Or like a puka just, shell? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. I get that vibe. He's very Vice News, but like- Very much. Yeah. 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 That's definitely the vibe they're going for sure. there. Uh, he gets assigned to do a story about the Life Foundation and their re-entry failure, but he doesn't play by the rules. So he digs up some dirt on them via Anne's computer, which naturally gets him fired and broken up with. Of course. That happens very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly. It's fast. Very out fast. Of nowhere. Especially because there's a great scene in a restaurant before this- with Eddie and Anne, and I could not get over how natural they both like were acting. It was impressive. Yeah, if not a little rushed. Maybe a I little feel like rushed. A but lot I don't think of the dialogue. The the, a lot of the dialogue at the beginning of this movie is just super rushed. Um, maybe, but I feel like there's. I mean, they want to get us to what right, like to the story. Get us to, to the, the story itself. To the point. So obviously, right. the stuff is meaningless leading up to it, but that's yeah. okay. In Malaysia, the EMT eats an eel. Kills a bunch of people and possesses an old lady. Yep. Down the move. Then we cut to six months later. Just like that. <laughs> this stuff doesn't matter. So you remember going. all that? Let's get going. Six months later, Carlton Drake, the, the head of the Life Foundation. Riz Ahmed. It's a fun name to say, man. Try it. Riz Ahmed. It's great. Riz Ahmed. It's real good. Riz Ahmed. Yeah. It sounds Ooh. mysterious. It's very mysterious. He's researching the symbiotes and testing them out on homeless people, as you do. Of course. And they're all pretty much dying. No, they're all dying. They're all uh, the ones we see. Oh, that's true. We they're see all... a lot of dead homeless people. We sure do. Eddie has no job, lives in a real shitty apartment. He frequents a convenience store that's constantly getting shook down for protection money. By the same person. And he has a homeless friend. So, like, things are going real well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's tracked down by Dora Skirth, played by Jenny Slate. Because she's taking on serious acting roles all of a sudden. Who knew? Was she dating Chris Evans at this point? I don't know. I feel like that had probably something to do with it. I know this is a Sony movie. Maybe. In association with Marvel. In associate, And they <laughs> they but make sure still. to tell you it's in association. With, this is not a Marvel. It's in association. Association with Marvel. Yeah. Anyway, Jenny Slate wants uh, Eddie to help her expose her boss because she's terrified of him. Can't do it herself. And Eddie's like, no. <laughs> Just like that. That place already fucked my life up once. Yep. No more. I'm good. No moss. Eddie swings by Anne's apartment because he's like a stalkery ex, which is fun. And uh, those are the most fun types of movie exes, right? He's just, or is that just weird? It is weird. It's weird. It's weird. But he kind of plays it off, and I'm like not weirded out by it in the moment because he seems harmless, right? And then looking back at him, I'm like, well, that was kind of weird. Yeah. And he's just kind of like looking at the cat, Mister Belvedere. It's a very good cat name. It's a great. For what cat, it's worth. Great cat name. Not on Cinema Cats. You checked? I checked. Are they up and running at least? They are up. They are running. Oh, good. Yeah. But no Mr. Belvedere. Right. Conveniently, she's just getting home with her new boo, Dr. Dan Lewis. Played by Reed Scott. 
It bothered me how he's Dan in this. Because he's Dan and Veep? Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. And you know what? Maybe it helped me because they called him like Reed. I'd be like, the fuck's yeah, a Reed? He's Dan. Like the office style where they just take the first name and. Yeah. Yeah. He's Dan. He's Dan in my life. He's I always guess. Dan. No need to get a new name. He's Dr. Dan. He's got one. Dr. Dan. And he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. I like him yeah. a lot. But Anne basically tells Eddie to fuck off. So he's bummed and he calls Dora back. Yep. Saying, hey. Let's do it. Let's do it. So she sneaks him into the Life Foundation. He sees all the shit that's going down, taking pictures with his cell phone. And then he sees his homeless friend, Maria. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, the only one who's going to talk to me happens to be the only one I know. This is amazing. Yeah. How like, this worked. I got to break her out because I know her. She's my friend. I gave her $20 for a newspaper that was free. Yep. So he does that. And then, of course, she attacks him because long story short, she's got the symbiote. And then she's dead. And then he's got it. Passes it off. Now the Life Foundation people know about it. Yep. That's because he has to go run out of there, and he can fight, sort of, he all can, of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's, he's Except very he can't agile. Fight. And... Yeah, I like how they show that he doesn't really understand what's going on, and that, I love that. something else is doing it. And you love don't it. see him his arms going wild. Like You see the black over his hands and stuff, so yeah. you know that he's not in control. Right. It's wonderful. It's very well it's done. so well done. Eddie has a hunger for frozen tots and raw meat, and he's also hearing voices. Well, a, a voice. voice. He interrupts Anne and Dan on a date to try to give Anne the evidence of what's happening at the Life Foundation. Right. But he goes a little cuckoo, starts eating other people's dinners, well, and then ends he, he up- He ate people's dinners because he couldn't eat their heads. Right. And then he, that's he ends up in a, in a lobster tank eating live lobsters. Improvised. Improvised, which is brilliant. How amazing is that? The, like the leniency they gave Tom Hardy in this movie of, this is your character. Yeah. We trust you with this character. He walked the set and saw that. And he was like, I want to be in there. I should be in there. <laughs> and for someone who worked in locations, I could go, oh boy, that's going to be a tough ask. <laughs> okay. Then they apparently like reinforced this lobster tank overnight yeah. to make sure that it could support him. How cool is that? It's pretty And it's one of the most memorable awesome. parts of this movie. Easily. They filmed it twice, once with real lobsters and then once with a fake lobster that he actually bit. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Tom Hardy is crushing it. Crushing it. Dan and Ann bring him to the hospital because obviously something's wrong. Yeah. They give him an MRI and he gets all weirded out. Because it's loud. Messes him up and it's that pitch. Yep. The brown note. The ex- <laughs> it's yes, the venom brown it's note. It's the brown note. It makes, instead of him pooping, it makes him poop it, a parasite, it really. Don't call it a parasite. Kills him? Sure. Uh, I guess. Eventually, Dora is pressed into revealing that it was Eddie that she snuck in. So she leaves. Or she's left in an enclosure with a symbiote that kills her, but yep. then that symbiote also dies. Who knows? I don't know. Drake has a bunch of mercenaries on staff because all pharmaceutical companies have that, and he sends them after Eddie. Back at home, Eddie's voice is louder than ever, telling him what to do. Roland Treese, the head of the Life Foundation's security, and his team of guys show up at Eddie's apartment, and we finally get to see some of this real symbiote action. It's amazing it's really cool to put it lightly yeah and tom hardy is acting the shit out of this scene where he's like i have no idea what's happening yeah but then he also leans in at the same time yeah and this leads into a whole motorcycle chase scene with drones and black suvs and eventually a full-on venom reveal it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome complete with some dude's head getting bit off i loved it it's great it's uh, one of those scenes that is probably going to stick with me because of how cool it was done. Yeah. It lasts a little too long. It was long. But these drones but are just explodey drones? Explodey drones. Big blue explodey drones? What else do you need? But I like how you see the black arms, like Venom taking over the motorcycle and all yeah. that. And Tom Hardy is 
in. He is not even fighting this thing. He's saying, like, he's getting quippy. Yeah, he is. Which is... He's like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Right. He's openly saying that, which is so cool yeah. of him to do. Not for people in general. Right, but, right. right. <laughs> yeah. For a character who's safe within his own film. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Love the part where the drones are chasing him from behind and he gets sandwiched between the, yes. the two SUVs. Yes. And then the Venom arms stretch out and turn the SUVs sideways. Oh, God, it's, it's so good. Brilliant. It's so good. It's a very fun chase scene. I would say second best chase scene in San Francisco history. What's the first? What's the first? Yeah. The Rock. Oh, that's that's fair. I'll give Michael Bay props where it's due. He doesn't deserve many. He deserves that one. <laughs> that's a good one. Did you have a runner up? It is. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's very so good. well done. Wait until Ant-Man and the Wasp. I haven't seen it. You know that. Yeah, I know. That's and why I've, I said wait. I've wanted to see that one for a while. There's a very good chase scene in that one. I love a good chase scene. Best chase scene you ever seen in the film. What do you got? In general. For some reason, and I know you're going to give me shit for this. I feel the, like we talked about this before. The but first yeah. thing that came to my mind was actually Matrix Reloaded. On the the highway thing? Yeah. It's a cool scene. I'm not going to give you shit for that. It's okay. very cool. It's one of the more redeeming qualities of that movie. It was the first one that came to my mind. It's not bad. With the twins? Yeah. Twins, Basil, twins? Twins, It's very Basel. good. It's a good one. What's yours? Blues Brothers. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yes. Like no thought involved. Pick one from that movie. There's so many. There's, there's so many. Two but or three good doesn't ones. Doesn't matter. One. They're all. Oh, Could it be the mall one? The mall one's great. This mall's got Classic. everything. I love that movie so much. So good. Superheroes are on a mission from God. They are on a mission from God. It's dark out and they're wearing sunglasses. TBD. Probably not, but TBD. But TBD. Eddie slash Venom climbed to the top of Eddie's former workplace to there's leave. There's a penguin. I know we brought that up before. In Blues Brothers. Yes. There's a penguin. There's a penguin. <laughs> Eddie slash Venom climbed to the top of Eddie's former workplace to leave evidence for his old boss. There's another big fight with a SWAT team. And then Anne shows up. And she's like, hey, you're going back to the hospital with me. Because you're broken. Because you're broken. Also, you got a parasite. And he's like, I don't want in there. But Venom's like, no, go. I like her. It's really interesting how you have Venom and you have Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy doing the voice of Venom. Right. He came in early and did the Venom things first, recorded that kind of wild lines on the day. Exactly. And then interacted with himself via earpiece. Smart. Very smart move. Smart way to do it. Uh, we'll talk about it. Keep going. Okay. She brings him to the hospital and they are being followed by a drone. Of course they are. Dun, dun, dun. At the hospital, Dan has determined that Venom is a parasite, which is a lot like calling Hancock an asshole. Can't yes. do it too many times. Can't do it. And he is slowly killing Eddie. Anne separates them with the MRI machine, and Eddie tries to get away, only to be met by Treese again, powerless against him. Can't do it. Can't fight him. Treese brings Eddie back to the Life Foundation while Venom possesses a puppy and makes eyes at Anne. Yep. Ooh. Makes you think what happened with Anne and that puppy off screen. She probably ate that puppy. Probably ate that puppy. While all this is happening, that old lady from the beginning of the movie, she went to the airport. Yeah. And, and uh, Stanley Kubrick kind of stepped in here for a hot second and brought a little child. There's a little girl. Who's got a symbiote in her. Now we move the symbiote to the little girl. The little girl flies to San Francisco, makes her way to the Life Foundation, and now that symbiote will possess Carlton Drake, and they become Riot. Very cool how we saw how far the symbiote came Yeah, in order to accomplish its mission. It was also weird that it was just an old lady for six months and then became a little girl right around the time that everything else was happening. It's an old lady. Maybe she's a good cook. Got a lot of heads around. Maybe it's just a good match. Maybe. They got along great. Because that's the thing. Right. The symbiote's got to match. 
Yeah. It's host. You needed to, you needed to, you know, take it slow. It's Zerf. I got to get to know it. I got to gotta get accustomed to what's happening here. Exactly. She's making all of her- Got to watch my programs. Right. She's old lady. Murder, she wrote. That's Definitely. been on forever. Oh, of course. Is there a Malaysian version of that? Probably. It's called, not going to do that joke. Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get in trouble. <laughs> While interrogating Eddie, Drake reveals that he's now Riot. And that they plan to bring back more symbiotes from space and use mankind as hosts. Cool premise. We got steaks. There's steaks. Juicy steaks. This meat is dead. Uh, <laughs> Trees brings Eddie out to the woods to execute him, but he and his goons are taken out swiftly by Anne as she venom. Yep. We're putting it all in there. Yep. It's great. It's all there. And as she venom, she kisses Eddie and venom transfers back to him in a scene that really raises a lot of questions. Uh, billions. Billions and billions, and <laughs> so we're going to get there. Drake slash Riot set a Life Foundation rocket to launch and are met by Eddie Venom as they make their way to the rocket. They fight. It is awesome. The CGI in this is kind of next world It's in the way that it goes. It's extremely artistic. Yes. I will give, yes, that's exactly the right word. The lighting it feels is, off on it. The yeah, whole time. I'll give you that, but I feel like because there's so much but there's going on lot. because it is dark. Yeah, it's, like it's nighttime, and then these and two characters are dark. pretty dark characters, yeah. and they still manage to make it look just so cool, incredible. While well, the two are wrapping around each other, and just well, they did it in like a, almost a still frame to make it even look. Oh phenomenal. my god, it's so well done, visually arresting. Well put. Yeah, very well put. Thank you. Basically, Riot wins and is aboard the rocket. But Venom cuts open the fuel line, which causes a big old explosion, which kills Riot, Drake, and I guess we're supposed to believe Venom, too. Sure. Sometime later, Eddie and Anne are... They're stupid. They've repaired their relationship to an extent. Sure. But she's still with Dan. She says, don't mention the kiss. That was Venom's idea. Which, again... Questions. Questions. Eddie has a journalism job again and has an interview later on, though he won't reveal with whom. Hmm. Venom is still inside Eddie, which is kind of a... It's like a... He says something. It's a little bit of a twist. I liked it. Uh, But he doesn't let Anne know. But she seems pretty suspicious. Yeah. Stan Lee tells Eddie to not stop fighting for what he loves. And Venom wants to eat his dog. Uh, Stan Lee does a lot more than that. He says, both of you. Both of you. He knows. But he could also mean Eddie and Anne. Uh, I did not take it as that. Neither did I. So there you have it. (laughs) Yeah. Stan knows all. Eddie tells Venom that there are rules. And he can only hurt and sometimes eat bad people. Yeah, this was the part where I realized the movie was still going. Yeah. yeah and like, it was a problem. Oh, another ending. Yeah. At Mrs. Chen's shop, she's being accosted for money again. But this time, Venom steps in and scolds the crook. And just when you think he might just let him go, he bites his head off. Sure does. Nom nom head. We can do whatever we want. End of movie. We are Venom. But. Yeah. mid credit scene. Eddie visits San Quentin Prison for his interview with serial killer Cletus Cassidy. He vows to get out, and when he does, there will be... No, I can't let you skip over this part. Carnage. It's Woody Harrelson! It is Woody Harrelson. Where did that come from? Uh, the movie. That took me off guard. Uh, yeah, big time. I had no idea, because I try not to look at any of this stuff before I watch it, and sure. when I saw him, I went, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> weird choice. It's a very weird choice. On second watch, you do see him earlier in the movie, and you just don't realize it's him at the time. Where? Uh, at some point when they're in the lab and they're doing experiments on the people. He's, really? You just see the, the red curly hair. Oh, cool. And it's it's pretty neat. Brian, this movie kicks ass. It's a great I, movie. I have to throw it out there. It's a it's great movie. It's so, so good. 
I had a ball with this. It was I so watched, much fun. I watched most of it with my wife, and she left because she said it was scary, which there's parts of it that sure. are scary. Sure. I get it. I found this thing very, very funny. Mm-hmm. I found it so entertaining. It's an hour 52, but it's not even close to an hour 52. Right. Because right. this is the by. most false. No, not even that. This is the most false runtime I've ever seen in my life. I had to write this down because at the end of the movie, when I realized they were doing like multiple like endings to tie up the story. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? There's 20 minutes left in this movie. Like what's oh, happening right. here? But the movie's only an hour 34. Yeah. And then there's credits that go for another like two and a half minutes to introduce it. And you get the mid credits. Then you get more credits. Yep. And then you get a full on scene. It's a full, almost like 10 minute scene of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And they included it in the runtime. And they did. And that's such a turnoff though to anyone who says like, oh, an hour 52 of this thing that a lot of people don't like. Right. That would turn me off. That's fair. Yeah. Call it 94. You should. Because it's a clean 94 too. Yeah. It's, oh, this is a good one. I like it. This is a really good one, folks. Yeah, I, I loved it. And um, whereas I don't think Man of Steel was a good jumping off point for a universe, I think this has legs. I completely agree. But this is kind of Sony's MU, as they call it. They call it the SUMC. Well, that rolls right off the tongue. The Sony universe of Marvel characters. Yeah, no, I, I said it. It rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, just bleh, bleh. So I'm not hiding it. I love it. Where are you falling now after we've talked about it? Oh, and, it's pretty great. It's, yeah, it's f- fucking phenomenal. It's pretty great. Yeah. Give me them goods. Them goods. Give me them goods. Them good goods. What do you think about the way they pulled off Venom? What do you think about the just the general tone of this thing, actually? Because that's kind of the whole point behind it. Yeah, it's um, it plays a lot like a dark comedy. I thought so, too. Which is just right in my wheelhouse. I thought that this thing was like a midnight horror movie, like that type of- Yeah. Like, it's a there's a camp to it. But it's like a known yeah, bit of yeah. corniness to it that at the same time, we, we need to build on this thing and and make a character out of it and all that stuff. And I, man, the tone of this thing sat so well with me because of how closely it fell to what Venom is. Yeah, exactly. How true to the character in the comics it is. It's not Topher Grace. No. Not even no, a little bit. No, Topher Grace, you didn't even get that. that dichotomy? Dichotomy of yeah. it's it's the symbiote and him. Like working in tandem, this thing's almost like a buddy cop movie in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. When it gets to that point, because a lot, I know a lot of the reviews really complain that you don't get to see Venom, and that's obviously the payoff. He's a very cool looking character. Awesome. It's not a secret, but I feel like that's why a lot of people didn't like this movie is that yeah, you don't get to see Venom that much. No, it's not. It's not a whole lot. And actually, it was rumored after the second trailer came out, it was rumored that he was only going to be in the final act of the movie. He was almost. Only in the final act of the movie. He was kind of like in the last act and a half. Yeah, yeah. He, he shows up here and there before that, but I guess the final version of this movie had 30 to 40 minutes of film removed. I'm okay with that. And for Tom, this one. Tom Hardy said it was some of his favorite parts. But Tom Hardy also had enough pull on this thing that if he said, I want those back in. They probably would have put them back in. They would have put them yeah. back in. Especially since I feel like he, didn't he like direct the reshoots or something like that? He was like- Head honcho on him or something. Really? Yeah. I, I I don't know if he directed or not, but it was really his call for the reshoots on yeah. a lot of this stuff. He had so much pull. Like, this movie bleeds Tom Hardy. I mean, he just kicks so much ass in this movie. I like how he starts out as a very, very competent journalist. Yes, and happy. Very happy. 
But I like how he never, well, he gets depressed because he goes to the bar and all that stuff after he gets dumped. Right. And he's like, are you Eddie Brock? And he's like, yeah, it used to be. One of those things. Nick Thune, by the way. It sure is. <laughs> what, a, what a great little cameo there as the, the beardy bard guy. Yeah. I think is actually what it says in the, it's like the beardy bar guy. I like it a lot. Neat. But I like how you, like, the okay, the stuff before he gets dumped is just meaningless shit to set up the movie. Right. And that's totally fine. That's fine. We you don't need start to, somewhere. Yeah, because we need to build up a character and that's enough to do it. But I like how when we go through and he gets the, the symbiote within him and you see him like with all these ticks and stuff like that and how he's always sweating and he's just, yeah. it looks like he's not in control of his own body. It's so well acted. And who was it? It was like, you look like shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Chen. That's right. She's like, you look like shit. He's like, oh, thanks for the honesty. <laughs> just so He good. looks like he's completely drugged out. Yeah. It's so well done, man. It's, it's pretty impressive because they have, you know, the symbiote is, it's hungry, so it's eating at his insides. Right. And it's making him look like shit. Right. And it's it's just smart. Smart filmmaking. I think the smarter choice was how they had the symbiote and Eddie Brock interact Yeah, in that way, how they're like talking to each other. Yeah. And how there's always one off screen who is just kind of an internal monologue. Right. Even when it's Venom, you still have the internal monologue of- of right, Eddie Brock. But they also great. they know they have to work together, which is nice. You kind of have your person who's like, oh, I'm from Earth. I can control. Obviously, I know what's going on. And then you have the Venom, who's like, I'm from space, and also I kick a lot of ass, and I'm stretchy. So let's Very work together. Stretchy. Yeah. A lot of people say that Venom's an antihero. That's true. What do you think? I I, th- I agree with that. Um, Even though he goes after crime, he goes after crime, but he's always he always has these baser instincts of needing to eat and needing to feed and. He's he's not always easily controllable. I thought this movie summed up Venom so well because of how complicated a character Venom actually right. is. Right. He's got the, the moral ambiguity. Right. Right. But he's also, you, I mean, you never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, he's a wild general. card. He's a complete wild card. Cut the gas line. Wild card, bitches. That's it. He's a Charlie Kelly of the group, <laughs> of the, the, the Marvels. Of the, <laughs> of the duo of he and Eddie Brock. <laughs> I think they stayed pretty true to Venom's introduction as much as they could, removing the whole Spider-Man part of it. Spider-Man's not mentioned this thing. I feel like, did uh, Tom Holland, he do shoots for this thing, and didn't they cut it or something like that? Did I, I read know. that right? There were rumors that he was going to be in it, like in the um, in the field trip scene and things like that. Sure. But then it, like the field trip was all a bunch of little kids, so I feel right, like right, there's right. no way. So I don't know. Either way, smart choice. Not having Spider-Man in this Pretty thing. Smart. Having a standalone. But they did kind of hint uh, in the opening scenes when they're all happy and and mentions New York and how Eddie got fired from the Daily Globe and how he got rushed out of New York or whatever. Daily Globe, not the Daily Bugle. Right. Uh, the competitor, the rival newspaper to okay. the Daily Bugle, gotcha. the Daily Globe. Um, even in the comics, Eddie was a reporter for the Globe. And what happened was there was a serial killer known as the Sin Eater. And he thought he knew who it was. And he ran a whole piece on it. He got pressured into revealing who it was, and then Spider-Man ended up revealing the real Sin Eater, and Eddie Brock got basically fired and, got boned. and had to move to yeah. San Francisco. Of course. So all that happens in the comics, which is pretty neat. So like they could, they kind of hinted at that could be a thing still without mentioning Spider-Man. That's a deep cut. That's an extremely deep cut. Very much, but it could be easily retconned into Venom too. Right. Should they need to or want to do that. They will. They will and they will, and, and I think recent will. news says they're absolutely going to do it. Not even just recent news. Box office says they're going to do it. Box office says they pretty much have to do it. Uh, I want to throw this out there. We're not going to talk about it right now, but okay. we will get there. Rotten Tomatoes, one to 100. 
Oh. Where do you think this thing falls? I have no idea. Probably like an 80? Probably like a 29. What? It's that low? Critical score is a 29%. That's out of 332. Audience score out of 39,000 is 80. Oh. So it's- uh, I got my finger on the pulse of the people. The difference between those is is insane. That's insane. So it makes me question, how are we watching this movie? Are we fanboying over this thing? (sighs) Or is it legitimately good in that they missed something? We've been against critics before. We've also been against audience before. Right. So right. We've we've had our disagreements with both sides. Yeah. Uh it's a Marvel one. And if you see it's my not a hat I'm one. wearing right now. You have Brian has a Marvel hat on. I am I'm probably fanboying. Okay. More than likely. Um no, because it's a good movie. And when I first saw it, I didn't like it, but coming back to it now I do. So Maybe the second viewing does it. A lot of people said it was very boring. The dialogue is very forced and boring. I can kind of get that in the first. Some of the dialogue maybe act was the setup to the, it exactly. The but first I also act. think that I'm gonna. Oh God, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to fight if I have Let's to. Let's go. I think that this is one of those things of you have a very cool looking character and they withhold it for the sake of story. Sure. And, and fucking troll boys get upset about that. That's there, fair. it's out there. I did it again. That's fair. Uh, I can see that. Fucking take the story, folks. I just want to see It's the a cool really, Venom. really good story that they, they're telling here. He fucked up his eyes and he didn't have the spider on his chest. Well, shut up. Who gives a damn? Right. He looks great. He looks amazing. And the he face never, is the ridiculous. The symbiote never was on Spider-Man, so he wouldn't have the spider on the chest. They're so going to do that in the second one, aren't they? Without a doubt. They're, oh, he's going to have that big white spider. It's going to look so cool. It is going to look really cool. <laughs> it's going to look great, man. Oh, man. But I also like how you see the Venom face like coming off of him. And it's like hooked around and talking directly face to face. That's one of the face. coolest parts of the whole movie. It's so well done. He's just conversing with this parasite. It's a buddy cop movie, man. These it two is. know they need to work together. And they're going to work together. And it's one of those, you have Eddie Brock, who's a very smart guy in this. And he knows where to look. And he knows what stones to turn over yeah. to find the information. Investigative journalism. But you also have Venom, right. who understands, like, this guy I could trust. Yeah. He's got arm tattoos. He's really <laughs> he's cool. And he's got a motorcycle. He's really cool. He's this really is who cool. I want to be a part but of. He calls him a loser. Well, Venom's also a loser. Is he, though? I don't know. On his planet, mm. maybe. The thing is- uh, He says that on his planet, like you, I, I am, am a loser. also a loser. <laughs> and then he's like, cut the shit. What, what's really going on here? And he said, it's you, Eddie. Do you think the symbiote is in love with Eddie? Yes. Uh, oh, that's interesting, because that gets into the whole thing about- can symbiote have that emotion and whatnot? Because the because kiss. the symbiote. It's the kiss. Let's the, talk about the there's kiss. The, okay, the kiss. <laughs> the kiss. She venom. She venom. And she comes about and she saves the day. And there's a seriously intense makeout session between the two of them. Right. And at a point, the venom face goes away because it starts out with the venom face, and then it's all Anne and and right. So he Tom just Hart. went in to kiss that venom face. Yeah. And then the Venom face moved over to his face, and then she was kissing the Venom face, and it's just the whole thing was weird. It was weird, but is that a problem? It was weird in a way that like it didn't bother me. So you're weird. Yeah. You're weird for being into it. Maybe I wasn't into it. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not saying I was into it. I'm just saying hands on the table right now. Hands on the table <laughs> while you talk about this kiss. Negative. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was it was bizarre, but it didn't feel out of place. I could buy that. I really like her line after she uh, loses the symbiote, and she goes, "I was gonna bite that guy's head off." Oh, she did, and she was. T- oh, she did bite that guy's head off, but so did Tom Hardy. He's like, oh, "I've been a guy." Yeah, I've been there. That's so good, man. That's rough. That's really good. Eating dudes' heads. I, I love the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock. It's it's excellent. It really is excellent. 
was it enough for him to not want to take over the planet with the rest of his species? Maybe. I don't that, think it's. I, I don't think, think it's defined. On my first viewing, that's yeah. the part that really bothered me was that he all of a sudden he was just like, "No, I'm going to stay here and hang out with Eddie." They're both losers. Are they? Well, he needs a host, and he might as well be a, with a host who kind of needs him also. Yeah, I think it's necessity for both of them. Okay, because Eddie's kind of pathetic. It's a symbiotic relationship. Oh, hey. how about that? Uh, well, that's been the show for this week, <laughs> folks. We're gonna go kill ourselves. <laughs> I don't know that Eddie does need him because Eddie was fine with Anne until he fucked up because he went, he went rogue asking questions to because he hacked her email because he's a dickhead. Yeah. Well, he's a dickhead. First of all, don't do that. He's a reporter. He's going to do that. If, uh, if you are engaged to a lawyer who has sensitive information, don't use who dresses like Annie Hall. Don't use that person's (laughs) sensitive information to blow up the spot of somebody who's very rich and powerful. Because it's probably going to come back to them, and you're you're probably going to get in trouble. Uh, good chance. You know, eh, it's just just a thought. It did. That all happened in like the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did. That's exactly what it was. What other goods you got? What other goods do I have? I have Tom Hardy said he was inspired by the Ren and Stimpy show well, for the where relationship. All good in- inspiration comes from, as we all know. We're 90s kids, we get it. Yeah, he said, I always saw Venom as a lounge lizard, and Eddie Brock as an everyday kind of guy who's inherited this massive ego beast. It makes sense. Somehow that's Ren and Stimpy. Sure, I could buy it. It's very interesting that he cites Ren and Stimpy. I haven't seen Ren and Stimpy in maybe uh, too long to understand that reference. a very but long time. <laughs> but it makes me wonder. Which part? What if it was more like a cat-dog relationship? Uh, I've always wondered. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about cat-dogs still. How do they poop? The question we've always wondered. We have no idea. Nobody will ever know. Blows my mind to this day. What do you have for goods? I like how we had one scene with Jenny Slate and Eddie Brock. Yeah. How they're walking around the Life Foundation when she breaks them in. And it was one of the rare times where we had meaningful exposition in any of these movies. Right. It was like there was a reason for her to be telling them this stuff. Right. Like, you're probably going to need to know this really soon for what I'm about to show you. Yeah. And then shit goes awry. Bam. But it was like, wow. Say, hey, that wasn't just shoehorned so in So that's there. how it all, that's that's how you do it, huh? <laughs> okay. That that seemed easy enough. You just write Other in a movies? piece of plot that requires the thing to be told, and all of a sudden we're good. Seems easy enough. You would think. Only took a cool hour 32 to get that all in there, too. Yeah. Do you know what I really liked about uh, Jenny Slate and, and uh, Tom Hardy scenes? When he is seemingly talking to himself when he's in the um, in the convenience store. Yeah. And it turns out that he just knows that she's following him, and he's talking to her. That's pretty cool. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's clever. I was like, oh, it's very this, clever. This guy's already talking to himself. He doesn't even have the symbiote yet. No. Nope. And then he's like, I've been followed. I followed enough people without them knowing to know when I'm being followed, and that you're real shit at it. And then it just shows her behind the. Oh, it's, it's nice, great. man. Great. It's nice. I know this is off topic, but one thing I really love is the fight scene at the end yeah. with Riot and Venom. I can't get over how good it looked. But I can't get over how so well good. choreographed it was, too, because it did that thing with the animation, the CGI of it, where it almost looked like they took out frames in order to make it look like out of this world almost. Yeah. Which was a cool choice. Yeah, they, they definitely messed with the timing on it to just give you a sense of weirdness. Yeah. What did you think of, of Riot ripping the, the symbiote out of Eddie? That was- um, In that one shot. It was pretty neat, the way he did that. Of how he could just do it. He was just like, hey, rip. What? Oh, I like how you also see the faces. Like, you understand that they're not 
truly symbiotic, I guess, in the sense that like he's fully on him as a suit, if you will. Yeah, almost like how a, yeah. their faces will come like through a sometimes. Second skin and yeah. right. I can't get over it. Pretty neat. I can't get over how good it looked. And just um, oh, we didn't really talk about how uh, Eddie died during that fight too. He totally did die. He died. He died for a while. He had a giant. Maybe too long. A giant piece of. Uh, he might have died for too long. Tell you the truth, for me to riot pass sword that through his chest, which he then used, of course, to break open the rocket with the fuel and. Of course. Do you think that riot's still around? Yes. I think it's probably a safe. Assumption. I think so, but I also think you're going to get carnage if there is I mean, too. Definitely Obviously, get carnage. carnage. You don't. You don't put Woody Harrelson in the post credit scene and then not give us carnage. I mean, it's not hard for Woody Harrelson to get in the post credits of this thing because of Ruben Fleischer. Because Ruben Fleischer had been coming off of Zombieland way in, obviously, 10 years before that. Right. But he has a good relationship with the guy. He also did Zombieland 2, which is coming out. Mm-hmm. Is it out now? I don't know when this is getting released. It's either this week sure. or next week. Something like that. <laughs> either way, he's buds with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Done. Fine. Probably one phone call, I'd imagine. Easy enough. Probably not even a phone call. Probably a conversation on the set of something. Saying, hey. Hey. Come, you- come be you in a jail cell. Question. Be a little ever, over the top if you can. You ever heard That'd of Carnage? And he's probably like, oh, uh, Carnage. What? How do you feel about red clown wigs? I'm on board. Okay, Woody. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> so you want me to be in a movie? I got another good. Yeah. I like how this movie is all about, it's a character study in my mind mm-hmm. with Eddie Brock, how you have a guy who hits rock bottom and then obviously has to have something inside of him to build him back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also like how you have a double character development going on within Almost the same character, because Venom has his own little arc as well, right? Which is so good. It's uh, he goes from just murderous hunger. I need to eat your head. To I'm okay with tater tots and chocolate. Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty big arc. That's huge. Good for him. Uh, personally, I'd start at tater tots and chocolate and see where things go. Then go to heads. Then bite some heads off. Well, I'm not saying I go to heads. All right. So, do you have a choice of heads that you'd eat? I'm not sure. I understand the question. They're more like uh, animal heads? No, 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 no. If there were like people heads, would you be picky about which heads you bite off of people? I mean, I'd probably start with just bad people. That's, but I feel like that, good, how would you know if they're bad people? I feel like good people heads would probably taste better though. How do you even I don't know. figure out what's a good head versus bad head? Uh, I'd probably you have to have a symbiotic relationship with a cannibal. They'll know all the secrets. Let me ask a quick question. It doesn't come from me. It comes from our good buds at Digital Cartridge Podcast. They asked us, if you had to pick, would you be Venom or Carnage and why? Does Carnage eat heads, first of all? Is he a head eater? I believe so. I believe Carnage is, is pretty much a... If you think Venom's a wild card... <laughs> oh. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> Carnage is on another level and how. So who would you be? Uh, Venom. Still? Yeah. I think I would, too. There's too much unknown with Carnage. He's out there. He's just he's two bananas. Completely wild. Two bananas. He's he's also the the symbiotes have the tendency to take on the characteristics of the people that they they have the their hosts. So the fact that Carnage bonds with Cletus Cassidy, the serial killer, is a part of the reason why he's so off the fucking walls. It makes sense. So maybe maybe if I was part Carnage, maybe if Carnage came over to me, it'd be like, oh, I'm way more level headed and, and normal now. Fair enough. You just see Venom sitting on like a. Or Carnage sitting on like a couch or something like that, just wearing a Marvel hat. Yeah, just like, you know just what, like, guys? What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Watch Game of Thrones again? Want to do that, Carnage? All right. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got another question for you. Okay. It's from Smoked Out Gaming. Oh. 
They've asked, is Venom part of the MCU or Spider-Verse now? (laughs) And that's a wonderful question. That's a great segue. (laughs) Just last week, we got news that Sony and Marvel have reached a deal for two more movies. Yep, they're they're symbiotic again. They're they're back in symbiosis. Yep. And uh, Spider-Man's back in the MCU for one standalone movie and and one Marvel property. Sure, which is going to be an Avengers property, let's face it. Most likely. Or uh, Thunderbolts or... And then they're going to write him out. And then they're more than likely going to write him out. But for safety, a, yeah. But in a way that I have a feeling is going to make the SMCU or SMUC, whatever the hell they're calling it, sure, tangentially canon. Okay. I have a feeling that they're going to... I mean, because they want to keep this relationship alive in case they want to use him again in the future. Okay. They're going to write him off in a way that Sony could still use him the same actor, and it'll be kind of connected, and Sony's going to make a ton of money. Everyone's going to make a ton of money. Everyone's going to make... I think this is the best way it could have gone for both parties. Sony loses out on one movie, and then it just bolsters. It's not it, bad. I it's think, going to bolster yeah, their I, entire I think Feige... Universe. Well, they gave him Feige, first yeah. of all, so Feige's producing it, which is great. Fearless Feige's at it again. Of course. Uh, while we're at Fearless Feige, Stanley, the Stanley, snapped, not snapped? Uh, this Stanley, no. I thought he was. Uh, really? Yeah, dog I think walker. he knows too much. He's too connected okay. to, the, to the universe. All right. That's fine. This is a split. That's fine. Rare. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that this is a smart way to do it with the way this deal was structured in the sense that you get another standalone. So, and I mean, the setup they had at the end of Far From Home was one of the biggest bombs dropped yeah. that we've ever seen yeah. in the it, MCU. It required follow-up. Right. I think that both sides knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know what? Do one more, and then we're going to do our thing. Right. And I'm curious to see how they put Spider-Man back into a group, because his connection to the group isn't really there at this point, to not spoil anything. (sighs) So it's going to be interesting to see, what's the point of putting him back into a group? It is and it isn't. I mean, he was there for other things, and there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, this kid. So he's still got a a loose connection. Okay. That's, you know, that's a DC connection at that point. I mean... that they run off of loose connections at this point, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I think what what it's going to do is is going to make the Sony universe loosely canon, which is going to get just do wonders for their numbers. It's going to be a billion dollar movie. Oh, it's not a secret. No, definitely, definitely. But uh, I'm, I mean, even Venom too. I think I have a feeling the way that the the new deal is structured that that Tom Holland is free to appear in the Sony movies now. Not a bad thing. And it's going to it's going to be confusing at first. But then once they write him out of the MCU, it's all going to make sense. Do you and... think Sony ever said that, hey, I know this isn't going to be canon in your universe, but we're going to fucking roll with it anyway? Yeah. So maybe just play ball? Probably. Makes sense. Uh, who knows? I do want to talk about the numbers on this movie. Let's talk about the numbers. This movie costs about $100 million to make. Which is not a lot. Not a lot. As far as this type Especially of movie since goes. It's CGI heavy. Yeah. A lot of it's CGI heavy. Yeah. A lot of it's not, too, but a lot of it is. Uh, this did eighty mil opening weekend. That's, it shattered the yeah. number. That yeah. <laughs> it was it was gonna. They, they it, thought it was, it was like, gonna do it. Hey, um, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna make most of it back immediately. Yeah. Um, it ended up U.S. gross going two thirteen. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Especially when worldwide it did eight hundred fifty six. Holy mil. shit! For a movie that a lot of people say is shit. A lot of people saw it, and a lot of people paid to see yeah. it, and a lot of people really like this movie. Well, here's the thing. Venom is such a, a character that people are curious about. Like, I think this could have been a shit movie, and people still would have gone and seen it and been like, I just want to see how they did it. And I think that made it a lot of its money. 
That's possible, but, but then, there's other characters like that because, I mean, Ghost Rider, Ghost how Rider. did you do it? But no one went and saw that crap. Fantastic Four has come back a couple times and no one's say, uh, yeah, seen but, it, and that's kind of Marvel royalty. It's a little bit different, though, because this is after Spider-Man has been brought back in another universe. So they're like, you're going to do Venom, but without Spider-Man. So it was like a lot of curiosity going into this movie. I can get behind that, I guess. That's my take on if it. If there's a stretch for it, at least. Yeah. You got any bads? I got a lot of bads. You got a lot of bads? Not a lot of bads. I got bads. I got the dial- bads. The dialogue in this isn't great. Uh, especially the first act. It's bad. The first act, it, it, I feel like it's rushed. Yeah. Um, it will put you to sleep if it can. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> um, and a lot of it doesn't sound natural. Uh, that restaurant scene sounded very natural. Those are two professional actors doing what they do best. I would say- I think Michelle Williams turns it off at a point. I think Don't the, get me uh, wrong. The first act of the restaurant scene is the is the best done. That's fine. Uh, but I think there's a lot of conversations in that first act that are like, really? Would somebody say that? Most of it with Riz Ahmed, but I also like how they lean into that down the road also of like, you talk too much. Yeah. And he's just like a weird guy. So it also kind of makes sense that he'd just be a weird guy. Sure. I mean, we already talked about how Venom just kind of gives up on his world dominating. Real fast, too. He's just like- It's a quick 180. Like, what is it really? It's you, Eddie. Eesh. It's forced, but- It's fine, though. I get it. It doesn't hurt the movie, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. If anything, it's just speaking to the to the relationship between the two of them. Sure. It's See, motivations change all the time. We know that. It's a beautiful thing. The kiss, still weird territory for me. I just don't understand it. Right. Because she says, oh, that was the suit or whatever it was. Right. It's like. So was Venom kissing Eddie or was Eddie or was Anne kissing Eddie? Who's or kissing was... who? This is a weird it's menage a... a trois that I didn't know yeah. I needed to understand. It's just a weird thruple kind of situation where two of them are the same person and then becoming another one sure. of them. It's just it's confusing. There's too much happening. In such a small amount of time. Yeah. I kind of have a big one. What's your big one? The sound frequencies. What about them? How they're supposed to be lethal to the symbiotes, but no, nothing no ever point, no one ever dies? Nothing ever dies because of the sound. Also, when Anne has the set the the feedback going through the loudspeakers at the the rocket launch. Sure. How'd she do like, come on. It's a bit forced. And by a bit, I mean pretty forced. And she's like, and then she has like her quippy, quippy line, like, I told you I'd fight dirty. I was like, yeah. Eh, who gives a damn? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll back you on that one. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, they're little things. Yeah, I, I think Nothing the third egregious. act is a bit rushed, the kind of conclusion of this movie. That fight scene does not take that long. Yeah. It looks amazing for how short it is, but it does not take that long. doesn't really give us a lot of answers at the end of it. No. But I'm kind of happy for that too, because in a universe, do you really want something that finite? Right, right. This is a really good movie, man. I can't get over how good this movie was to me. And there's going to be people who fucking hate it, and that's fine. Sure. We like what you like, and we might like shit. Who knows? I mean, there's been kind of a a tendency to to gravitate towards shit. Yes. At different times. Right, but then the stuff that- that, That's really shit? Yeah. We call it what it is, and we get really angry at it, so- Yeah. Does Venom just- I, I took it as Venom the whole time is feeding off of Eddie when he can't get food. Okay. At some point, does he just go, I'm not going to do that anymore? I took it as yes. That, that's what it seemed like. He it looks like, like healthy at the end. Yeah. It's like it's like he was using the body, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to keep I'm this good. thing alive for I'm a good. while. Yeah, this is my host. I will I will respect my host and not just drop him in the middle of the street to yeah. go to an old lady. It's interesting that it, they, they, you could see it in the way Tom Hardy was portrayed. Sure. That Venom was like, I'm not going to fuck with you anymore. Isn't there a line about something like how if he respects him, 
it'll like go both ways or something along those lines. Like, oh, when he's like on the the buoy or the lighthouse yeah. or wherever, he's like, yeah. Um, he says something like compliance or, or no. It's like if you want to survive, just do what I say, more or less. Oh, then, he says cooperate and survive. Easy yeah. enough. Yeah. But it seems like he's willing to cooperate either way. I mean, that's right. It doesn't seem like that's a big threat or anything like that. Maybe an empty threat. Of like, I'm a tough guy. I'm a just an alien loser. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm using your body right now. So, like, if you just let me do what I want to do. We'll be fine. We'll be cool. We'll man. be buds, man. We'll be cool. We'll be great. Do, we can do stuff later on the weekends, you know, eat chicken tenders and tater tots and chocolate. Chocolate. He loves chocolate. We, we can watch. Apparently, there's something, um, there's some kind of chemical that's in chocolate that's also in human brains that is uh, something kind of chemical that the symbiotes live off of. Where did you hear this? I, I was doing research deep, man. And it, that is deep. There was like, it was like, it runs on like the fennel blah, 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 blahs. And it's like, it's found in human brains and dark chocolate. Okay, cool. I, I am strangely interested in that. I wish I could remember where I found that because it was very weird, man. Cut. Very weird. Yeah. Last week when we talked about Hancock, uh, Roger Ebert made a, a point about how there were consequences. Sure. Did you feel like there were consequences at the end of this movie? No. For Eddie? None. None at all. There's bodies everywhere. And bodies it's, everywhere. Oh, and Michelle Williams even says, like, there's fucking bodies everywhere? Like, what the hell is happening? It just feels like- there We was... know it's Eddie Brock's apartment. There should be consequences. There should definitely be consequences here at some point. Unless he's just like, remember that crazy alien that was running around? It was him. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But eventually that crazy alien's going to come out again and people are going to be like, wait a minute, man. I could very much get behind that. So, yeah, you know. Doesn't change my outlook because I no, think no, about it on the spot. Still... That's a good thing because I was in it. And you know what? There's a Venom 2 coming. They could deal with the consequences later. Sure. He'll be in jail and then he'll jump out of jail because he broke out and then he'll come back. And well, while he's in jail, he'll probably have like Hancock. a cell with, with, with Cletus Cassidy and, and he'll get the little symbiote too. And... To, quote, to quote Hancock, pass. Pass. Don't need that. <laughs> let's give this thing a super stuff let's give it a super stuff let's start it off with setting san francisco san francisco there's hilly streets and everything there's hillies there's uh, water a bay yep i'm gonna go one one do you ever see that golden gate bridge you don't you see another bridge though oh and no. i even noted not golden gate they have bridges 0.75 no I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't even style and tone style is is something all on its own i think the style of this is Bring me back to Earth, I'm going to say one. Okay. And I'm going to go, the tone is fully one, two, because the tone is a bit all over the place at points, mm-hmm. but so is the character of Venom. Right. He's a one And I card. think that it was so well done to, I guess- To vary the tone a little bit, to kind of give you that Exactly. Freneticism. So that you don't quite know what you're getting with the character. I feel like that actually set a really great tone. I'm gonna go. A, I'm gonna go full one. Full one. I'll get hit for that at some point, I think, and that's okay. We'll see. Hero. He's the antihero. He saves the day, but does but, he? But what is the day? Oh, I don't I know mean, what he. I mean, we don't even know if he stops the villain and Riot. We do know that Riot doesn't get off the planet and back to the other symbiotes who want to come to Earth. To... Right. So in a way, he does save the world. Uh, briefly for whatever that moment is he stops whatever was about to happen right that's it right he stops carlton drake from getting off planet right and right procuring um, more symbiotes i'll go point five I think point and i think that's generous is, is i think generous, it's a little generous especially with the body count that that builds up over the movie 
Yeah, but they were all trying to get him. We don't know if they were good guys or bad guys, but. Yeah. There was an entire SWAT team. There were probably a few good guys there. Probably. You know, <laughs> I might go 0.25. You think so? He's not very heroic. He's, uh, a lot of it's going through a lot of character development. And there's a lot of character development. And at the end, he's kind of into what he becomes, I think. So I'll lower this one to a 0.25. I don't think it's very heroic. That's fair. Villain. It's Drake and it's Riot. Drake and Riot. And they're going to take over the world. They're going to take over the world. And and Carlton Drake, not a very nice or likable man. No, he's very villainous, I would say. Um, he, I, I would say he's about 0.5 villainous. He kind of has a backstory, too, in that he's he's trying to do his thing and, and save the world, but, but just going about it all wrong. I wouldn't Maybe call him a good he's villain. Self-serving he's self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But then Riot. And then Riot. Riot is out of control. He's a riot too. Ha ha. Hey. Uh total point five. Yeah, I think that's fair. The stakes are higher than the hero, but right. they're they're not they're not terrible. Female characters. It's only Michelle Williams. It's as Anne. Only Michelle Williams. Um, because Jenny Slate and uh Homeless Maria both just get killed off. Jenny Slate tries doing the right thing. Eventually. She does. That's good. Homeless Maria is just trying to live. Just trying to live. Trying to live her life and then she gets all symbiotic. And uh, Mrs. Chen is just trying to run her. Sure, sure. Uh, Anne puts the suit on. Anne puts the suit on. Can't deny that. She's pretty she, badass. And she op- like she chose to do it because she took it from the dog. Right. And probably ate that dog. Probably ate the dog. Um, <laughs> I'll go I'll go 0.75. Because she's also actively trying to help yeah. and, Eddie Brock. And she doesn't end up back with him at the end of the movie. Which I love. Which is it's perfect. It's great. 0.75. Yes. Not a full one because I think she needed to do a little more. But yep. that's yep. all right. Story and motivation. I think the story is phenomenal. I think the story is a one. I think the motivation's mostly there. Mostly. Because it is Eddie's kind of comeback story. Right. Right. It's his return from rock bottom. And we think it might be Venom's comeback story. But we don't know. We Right. Because right. how can you trust that? Yeah, you monster? don't really know where his baseline is. And what. Let's call it a 0.75. I like to that. To be safe. I don't think it gets the full one, sadly. Not point point seven five. This is tough. We're fanboying, Brian. Let's uh, we are. Let's um, let's figure well, this out. Well, that's okay. Music. Oh no. Yeah, there's no. not a whole lot happening here. I'll do point two five for Eminem in the credits. For Eminem in the credits. Uh that's just song because is he says pretty crazy. Venom. 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 <laughs> uh, the, I just sang it out loud and realized it's not a point two five. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I noticed the music was during the chase scene. And I was like, oh, that's distracting and weird. Okay, zero. <laughs> Easy zero. Because like they tried to make it like a rock theme, and I was like, I'm not having this. Yeah, that's fair. Impact on the genre. It's a TBD. Potentially huge. Yeah, it's definitely a TBD right now. Yeah, as it sits right now, it is, it's, it's on rocky territory. It's sort of on rocky territory, but it's also one of the most in-stone things. Yeah. And- of we know he's coming back. Right. For sure, but in, in uh, how big is he going to be when he comes back? He's going to have a Spider-Man when he comes back. More than likely. It's almost guaranteed. Also, it almost made a billion dollars. Almost made a bill. Uh, we have Morbius and Venom 2 both coming out in 2020. Right. And then the rest of the Sony Marvel universe is being built on the back of this movie. Let's play it safe, and it's either going to be a 0.5 or 0.75. I think that is... Where are you thinking? I'm thinking 0.75. Oh, you're going the upper. Yeah. Okay. You think it's be that? Uh, that's fine with me. I think. I, I think as far as as uh, potential impact, you err on the side of it's going to do more than than less. Okay, I could buy that, especially since you know 
there's still a lot to come. Spider-Man's going to be in the next one. And, so, yeah, and Tom Holland is going to be appearing at some point. Sure. And that's a that's a billion dollar draw right there. Yeah. Parents. We don't know. That's a big zero. Probably a zero. It yeah. is zero. We don't know anything about his we parents. We know nothing about his parents. I mean, I know a lot about his dad from the comic books, but know nothing from the movie. Nothing from the movie. One-liners. I loved a lot of these. So I loved a lot things. of these. Jump. Pussy. That's my. F- I laughed so hard at that line. <laughs> that was that might be the the one part where I audibly laughed out loud alone in my apartment. I laughed at the the head biting off. I laughed a lot at. Yeah, I laughed a lot with the food being dead already. Oh yeah, that was really good. That was great. <laughs> I'll go point seven five. I think that's fair. Yeah, there were audible laughs, and that doesn't happen a lot. Right. I feel like this did really well. Uh, I it came in a little lower than I expected it to. Uh, the way we were sure. grading it, uh, five point seven five. That's fine with me. I think that's fair. That's totally fine with I, me. It could have gone higher, I and I would still be yeah, happy I with it. I think that's good um, enough for people I, to realize that we're we're fanboys of this movie. Right. Also, but we're we not are really in. We're not going to get hit, which I like. Right, right. Nobody's going to be like, "You gave Venom a nine, <laughs> you crazy clowns! You guys are out of your mind." Right. We, we still maintained our integrity on this one. Five seven five, fair. Are worms parasites? I think it depends. All right. Roger Ebert has a lot of parasites, if they are, due to being <laughs> dead. He didn't see this movie for that reason. <laughs> but folks who did see this movie, critics who have given this thing 29% already, I thought it'd be fair to go to the Chicago Sun-Times. Okay. His old stomping grounds. We're going to look at Richard Roper. Hey, Roper. He hated it. <laughs> he hated it of course so he much. Did. He wrote Venom, dumb plot, weak effects, sting in inept superhero film. Wow. So he said, a pile of heads and a pile of bodies. The alien creature Venom trying to convince his human host they should kill a bunch of people and then bite their heads off and then make two piles. Sure. That happened. Yep. That all is in there. Yeah. What's his point? I'm not sure. <laughs> he said, Tom Hardy is one of the best actors in the world, but he flounders his way through Venom. We're reminded even the finest talents can sink under the weight of a terrible movie. No. I thought Tom Hardy was phenomenal. I thought he was the best part of this movie. The way he aloofly plays that these things are happening and he has no control over it. Brilliant. It's wonderful. And it's totally believable that he has no control over his own body. I thought he did a great job. I think so, too. I like how much freedom they gave him in order to pull this off. (laughs) Ruben Fleischer really did a good job directing in this thing. Yeah. Visually, CGI looks great. Well, as we know, that's that's not exactly in the director's hands. Right, as we learned. But mixing it all together and trying to get that last bit out there to right. get the vision out there. I think that he was so smart telling Tom Hardy, this is your character, you do you. Yeah. I trust you. What's well, not to trust? Here's a tricky part about the Roper review. In his sandwich, we got that top bread. Get, we don't need the meat. Gotta get the bottom The meat, bun. there's a lot of just words thrown about. That probably means stuff to other people. Maybe. Not here. No. Not here, but this we is We want that juicy bun. Right. He says, as you'd expect from a Marvel Universe origin story. You dummy. Venom leaves the door wide open for a sequel. Perhaps they should consider turning out the light and gently closing that door. He gave it one and a half stars, by the way. Wow. Critics oh. do not like this movie. No, they do not. I wonder if they went in expecting something completely different. Like what, though? I don't know. Because they're obviously not fanboys. They No. What no. are they possibly going to I see think there? the people that know Venom and his story and his background and what he's like in the comics like this movie. Okay. I hope. I don't know. I'm speaking at a church here. I want to ask you a loaded question. Okay. Fully realizing it's loaded. This made me think of 
a movie that had extremely high critical review and extremely low audience score. You have any idea what movie I might be thinking of? Right off the bat, knowing me? Is it Captain Marvel? It's not. I don't know. It's Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh. Which scored a 91% right. from critics and 44% from audience. Yeah. Why don't we agree ever? <laughs> yeah, why? What is? Why are these two movies so night and day to each other? That's a good question. What are the general public looking for in a movie or what are critics looking for in a movie that the general public isn't and vice versa? What is right? Because there's definitely a difference here in what people are looking for. Right. And I think in the Venom one, I feel like the people who are able to come down off of their high horse and say, like, this is a fun movie. Yeah. Maybe the critics don't see it that way because they're looking for, as you said, something else. Something some, maybe some kind of depth. Or, serious. Maybe something know. more comedic. I'm not sure. I know with Star some, Wars, something it's more like Troll City. Or, I don't know. Lando Caltrolsian. Hey. <laughs> Troll City. I get it. Up there. Yeah. It's a, it's a big old. I love Last Jedi. I very you much have, on record saying it. Have, so. Yeah, exactly. You've made that known. And you know what? I really enjoyed it too. Yeah. So I hope we didn't lose I a just, whole bunch of people. I right don't know, there, but, but it's but... so interesting how there's just such a big gap. That's all I'm getting it's at. It's huge. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And these two movies stood out to me for. I don't know what reason. I'm broken. No, those you're not wrong on these two movies being so different in what people have said about them. Sure, and it has to do something with fandom that we probably can't put into words. So, most likely, if we were smarter people, we got it all day. <laughs> Speaking of smarter people, Amazon one star reviews. Oh, speaking of smarter people, leaving them behind. This flick's got twenty nine hundred reviews. Wow. 68% of them are five-star. Nice. Only 6% are one-star. It's very low. From December 21st, 2018. As a fan of Marvel and Tom Hardy, I wanted to like this. It was just so formulaic and juvenile. Basically, the antithesis of Infinity Wars, which was stellar. I wasn't expecting this to be Schindler's list of comic book films, <laughs> but come on. It feels like a group of 10-year-olds collaborated to write this piece of crap. I disagree with that. I also wouldn't call it formulaic. It's I, a very different kind of movie. I agree completely on that one. Yeah. But basically the antithesis of Infinity Wars? I, he called it Wars, by the way. Right, right. So it's somebody who doesn't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's not plural. It's one war. Infinity Wars. You know, all of them. All of the wars. All infinity of them. Also, Schindler's List of comic book movies. What does that even mean? If anything, X-Men gets closer to that. Yeah, that's... um. Now you have me thinking of what is the Schindler's List of comic book movies. It would kind of be like if you're going through the, the chase scene at night here and you see all the black like drones and trucks and everything like that. And just in the middle of the street, there's a girl with a pink jacket that walks across or yep, something like that. Exactly. That is so fucking artistic, folks. If you don't get that reference, Whew. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, this guy didn't want Schindler's List, the comic book movie, but also didn't want the antithesis of Infinity Wars. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? I'm still trying to figure out what is the antithesis of Infinity Wars? I guess it would kind of be Endgame, wouldn't it? Yeah, it actually theory. it would. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. From December 16th, 2018. Maybe if you're a Tom Hardy fan, you can look past this mess of a movie. It takes forever before, before Venom shows up. The story is long and boring. It's, uh, it's a 94-minute movie. Yeah, where it takes forever before before Venom to show up. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't that long before before he showed up. 
I, I understand. I mean, before before you start making your points with the character development, you have to yeah, you got to build something up. You have to introduce your characters before before you start to change them. I completely agree. Yeah, this person should have thought before the before they spoke. <laughs> it's tough to keep up. That's hard to do. From February 6, 2019, Venom is only shown three or four times and in short glimpses, which is odd since he's the main character in the movie. Maybe they had to cheap out on the CGI? Tom Hardy also apparently can't handle a Californian accent. It's a confusing ride of, is Tom Hardy from New York or what? Mixed with, but where's Venom? Well, they, they say early in the movie that he's from New York, that he lived in New York, and then he... Yep. What's the man's English? Give him a break. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this just kind of proves the point of do they want just Venom right up front? Being I, like they just want a bad opening credits directed by Ruben Fleischer. Here's Venom. All right, <laughs> go home and fucking tug on your nuts because you got you what you wanted. Oh man, that was you a good did movie. it. Such a good movie. You see how much tongue was in that movie? So stupid. All those teeth. Wow, that was so badass. Oh fuck me. <laughs> These things make me hate people sometimes. Well, most of the time. Not surprising. From March 17, 2019. It's a small list for it's called This Movie Sucked Ass. Number one, stop trying to make another movie just like Deadpool. That kind of random comedy and crude humor successfully worked for the original characteristics of Deadpool. I didn't think of Deadpool once in this me movie. Me either. Not at all. Number two, so, I'm reading how he wrote it, because it says so, but there's a big O in the middle. Oh, so. So, many plot holes or unexplained events that it's painful. I'm surprised this was actually a movie produced by Marvel. You guys are capable of much better than this. Thank God I didn't actually pay to go to the theater to see this. How'd you get this, bud? Hmm. How'd you get this? Didn't pay to go to the theater to Uh, see this. Oh, so he snuck in. Maybe. 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 He's theater hopping. Remember also, those good old days? Not, not <laughs> produced by Marvel. Not in association with it's Marvel. It's in association they with Marvel. They let us know it. Number three, Tom Hardy is a great actor, just not in this role. Then he did the broken heart emoji oh. thing. Yeah, he didn't like it. Number four, did I mention this movie was absolute trash? Yes. He only had three points. Yeah, clearly. Yep. Uh, none of them good. Nope. Not a good Zero. Point. No. From January 15th, 2019, this movie's garbage. Brian, you're sitting down? Yeah. Topher Grace played a better Venom. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? I want to apologize for all the listeners we just lost because they crashed their car in anger. What? You tell me Eric Foreman <laughs> with the with the bad teeth is a better Venom. That's what they said. Fuck out of town. Yep. Fucking monsters. He doesn't even talk you. to the symbiote. <laughs> doesn't do anything in that movie. No. They ring a bell. Oh. Got him. That's it. Got him. Ring a bell. From July 16th, 2019, I am not a big fan of movies, but my family decided to buy this movie to watch, and it was the worst of ever. (laughs) The worst of ever. (laughs) I don't even like movies, but this one was the worst of ever. Your family should have done some research before before they bought this movie, because this is going to be the worst of ever. And they don't even like movies. Not a big fan of movies. What What do you like? What possesses a person who's not a fan of movies to write a review of a movie? Hey, I don't even like movies, but I had to tell you. I just want to point out. <laughs> I saw a movie. Don't like it. Because it's a movie. Don't like movies to, to begin with. So this is already starting off not great. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a movie. Started out conservatively. Two stars. Conservatively. <laughs> conservatively. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it was just uh, the worst. It was the worst. It was of the worst. It was... I don't remember what they said. From April 21st, 2019, 
Well, now we know Tom Ford can't do funny. I didn't even bother finishing this turkey. <laughs> you know, Tom Ford, the director of A Single Man and Nocturnal Animals? Him? Tom Ford. The, the fashion designer? The yeah, American yeah, yeah, fashion? Yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Can't do yeah. funny. Can't, Tom Ford can't do funny. Can't do funny. Something about a turkey. Yep. Wow. That had everything. Yeah. it was. That was wild. That was a good <laughs> ride. We needed that. <laughs> I'm just imagining a turkey that's just really well dressed. It would be immaculately dressed. Great sunglasses, I'd imagine. Oh, I meant like like stuffing. Oh. Dressed. I put a suit on that bad boy. Yeah, no, it's, it was a play on words. I liked it. Like Kingsman <laughs> style is what I was going with yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head. Yeah, absolutely. That was the wordplay. I'm very excited for the Kingsman. Oh, it looks excellent. I dig a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. From May 9th, 2019. This was purchased as a gift, so I can't review it. Never viewed movie myself. But you gave it a one star. Can review it and gave it one yeah. star. <laughs> can't review it. Did review it one star. <laughs> All that. Wow. All of that. So I didn't see this movie, so I really have no reason to do this, but I'm going to lower the aggregate score on it just for fucking giggles. Why not? My one vote's going to lower the aggregate. Probably not. Every vote but counts, But still. Dave. You got things you could do with your day. <laughs> yeah. yeah this one's interesting because I, I don't know how they managed to put this in. Uh-oh. We're not a political show. We're not. No. We know that. Right. Take this just for what it's worth, because it made me laugh a lot when I read it. From December 6, 2018, Nancy Pelosi would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Dem talking points. Sad could not just be movie. Um, 12 people found this helpful. What did I miss? I don't know. Maybe big business? I don't know. That's maybe very corrupt pharmaceutical industry where they test on homeless people. San Francisco? Oh, that's it. That's yep. <laughs> maybe I don't know, man. Yep. San Francisco. That's all you had to say. And we're just digging. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. From November thirtieth, twenty eighteen, Sony sucks. Stop messing with Marvel properties, please. Thanks. Wow, that right to the point. Yeah, and especially since it's not a Marvel property, <laughs> it's yeah. a Sony property. Yeah, it's a, yeah, in association with Marvel, of course. <laughs> but. Yeah. Folks, there's a history here. It's important to know it. Sony, stop messing with Marvel. From January 7th, 2019. This is, again, interesting. Typical leftist mind prison propaganda embedded in a multi-million dollar Hollywood production. No real plot outside of left, good, right, bad. Venom is indoctrinated to the point where he promises to only kill bad people, including evil conservatives. What movie did you watch? It's almost like they're looking for that in these movies. Yeah. Of like, oh, yeah, where's the propaganda uh, machine in this one? Let's find it. Let's all dig deep and find it. Oh, only kill bad people? I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? There's a really great Matt Mitchell web look. It's a, they do Peep Show also. Okay. From Netflix. I'm sure people have seen that one. They're fucking phenomenal. But on their sketch show, they had a whole thing where they were dressed up as, they weren't Nazis, but they were definitely. Nazi-like, and they're going through this <laughs> sure, whole conversation, sure. yada, 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 and they have, like, skull and crossbones all over them, and the whole punchline at the end of it is uh, one of them looking at it, it's like, are we the bad guys? <laughs> and that makes me think of what this guy's going off of, like, yeah, like maybe take a look inside. If you feel attacked by a movie that's like, hey, only kill the bad guys, maybe you're the bad guy. That's weird. Talk about looking too deep into something. Uh, how about we don't look deep at all into something? Okay. And this is going to be the last review from December 26, 2018. After seeing the preview on TV, no thank you. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> they didn't even try. <laughs> I like it. I can respect that. It's like, you know what? Not for me. Not for one me, one star. star. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that with like, anytime I come across like a Barbie product, I'll be like, <laughs> that's definitely not for me. I'm a 32-year-old no, man. You. One star. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Paw Patrol, that's for my kid. One, one star. star. Not for me. My kid loves it. One star. <laughs> That's a lot like the mom who who loved the turtles. Oh, right. Yeah. My mom loves the turtles. Fuck their feelings. One star. One star. Brian, what are we talking about next week? Well, after what happened in UBU September. It was a disaster. We've decided to pull our own choice from the list. Yeah. we were. It's one we, we were hoping was going to come up. Yeah. We gave you a list not. of a lot of movies. 90. So it's fair that you didn't pick this one out specifically, but you should have. Agreed. Because now you're on my own. On my own, my own, my own. <laughs> We're talking Orgasmo. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. This is going to be 1997, fun. Trey Parker, Matt Stone of South Park fame. Should be fun. So this is going to be a fun one, I think. Better be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I, I've seen it. I don't remember a thing about it. I, uh, You know what? I've seen it, and I remember some of it, but not all of it. So very, should be very excited. Entertaining. Speaking of UBU September, we got an email in regards to such. Okay, what do we break? Greetings and salutations, Cape Podcasters. Oh, ginger skull himself. <laughs> it is I, the ginger skull. I hope you all had a lovely end of your summers, and also I hope you both go straight to hell, straight to hell. Yeah, I get it. I, will, I understand. <laughs> I will take this underhanded slight to my fucking grave. To my fucking grave. <laughs> I mean, Hancock over Suburban Commando? Honestly? Honestly? To my fucking grave. <laughs> Answer me this, you dim-witted, dumbfounded, delirious do-gooders. One. How many appearances does legendary Christopher Lloyd make in Hancock? Oh, that's right, zero. He's not wrong. Two. How much screen time does Shelley from the freaking Shining Duval get in Hancock? <laughs> zero. Also true. Three. How often does mean Mark Calloway, a.k.a. the future goddamn freaking dead man incorporated, the Undertaker, appear in Hancock? He's making Zero. very good points right now. Four. How many scenes are there in Hancock wherein the protagonist drinks antifreeze and then immediately screams out, antifreeze? Zero. Number five. How many stuntmen died during the filming of Hancock? Oh, wait. Maybe leave that one out. <laughs> Number six. How many times has Will Smith been secretly recorded having sex with his friend's wife? Yikes, skip that one too. Oh man. And number <laughs> seven. Hard right now. <laughs> number seven. How often has Will Smith been caught in a racist tirade immediately after being secretly recorded having sex with his best friend's <laughs> wife? You know what? Good call on Hancock. Well done. Despicably yours, the ginger skull. P.S. Cover the Rocketeer. Oh, he's changing. He's changing like, gears there. Sounds like he shifted gears. I think this is just a ploy um, to get us to do It's event. definitely a ploy. Uh, and by no means am I planning on removing it from UB3. Nope. I'm very much looking forward to Suburban Commando. At some point, we'll get there, and it'll be glorious. But we don't have time right now. I imagine. So we'll get there when we have time. I feel like a Jimmy Kimmel bump. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you can do that by sending it to capepodcasters at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at capepodcasters. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, throw us a rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. And thank you for listening. Please, 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 please rate, review, subscribe. It's very important for us. It's very yeah. important for the listeners trying to get us out there. And also keep listening at the end of the episodes for that post credit. Oh, boy. There's one on every episode, folks. So I guess we'll see you next week for Orgasmo. Same pod time. Same pod channel. Same pod channel.
So, Brian, that's Venom. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we go back to Brock's shitty apartment, and he's uh, it's it's nighttime. He's laying in bed, and he just can't fall asleep. He's just kind of laying there, tossing and turning. And then you just hear, you want to make out? <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? <laughs> what I think happens is Eddie and Venom are about to break back into the Life Foundation. They know they got to work together, mm-hmm. but they don't really know how to work together. They're still learning it. So Eddie's about to walk in, and Venom goes, you need a disguise. Everyone's going to know that it's you. You were here before. You're the reason why I'm inside you. Non-sexually. Right, right. So Eddie goes, oh, you're right. How am I going to trick these guys? And the guard comes up. He says, hey, how can I help you? So naturally, Eddie Brock goes, hello. <laughs> It's me, Eddie Brock. <laughs> the security guard goes, can I help you? Like, why are you out there in the dark? I was born in the dark. <laughs> you nearly adapted it. 